When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We are live on this lovely slushy morning for you. So feel free to get online. 860-522-WTIC is the number to call. And we'll do our best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Um, lots of uh, IT issues going on out there these days, as always, because we're now basically all run by geeks. Whether you like it or not, a geek is connected to you somehow. That's right. And uh, as usual and customary, we have some news for you. And this thing just tickled me a lot. I mean, this is like perfect, right? Ford, Ford seeks a patent for cars that ditch you themselves if you miss a payment. So now they've they've come up with a way to... You know, you had the issues with the uh, the GM cars with the ignition switches and all that kind of stuff that took forever for the recall to happen. Well, this what in this case, Ford's going to be like, "Oh, you're not going to pay for your car, eh? Well, guess what? It doesn't work on the weekends. They're going to literally brick it. <laughs> right? Wow, brick it on the weekend. Um, they're looking also to even have the car drive itself instead of having repo man go up and get it. They'll just have the car drive itself out of your own driveway and bring it to wherever it needs to go to repossess it. Oh, man. So uh, it'll actually autonomously move itself to a repossession agent. That's where we are, guys. You know, mm-hmm. the Internet of Things has now made your car an Internet of Things, and the company can say, well, you're not, you're not paying? No car for you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, this technology, I'm sure, can exist even in non-electric vehicles as well because you can kill ignition switches and stuff like that probably with the software sure. on the traditional, the old gas-fired <laughs> engines, you know, Absolutely, they could. So we'll put a link up here for you guys. It's, uh, I mean, of course, they can find it too, right? They'll know where it is, so they know where to tow it. You know, they could just send their repossession folks to go find the vehicle. It's just right there. Well, I was thinking they can, you know, do telemetry and just find out exactly where the car is located yeah. and just go right to it, pull it out. So it's coming. Make sure you make your payments. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that up there for you. Speaking of cars, you had a similar. Uh, this is. Slightly related story. Slightly. This, this involves Volkswagen. Yeah, Farfignugan. We love yeah. the Farfignugan. Um, there was an incident with uh, somebody's uh, Volkswagen being taken that had a child in it. Yeah. In the car. Mm-hmm. And police are trying to figure out where the car is because they want to get the child back. Makes sense to me. And this car had had a GPS subscription. Yeah. Um, with Volkswagen. Um, and the police tried to get the location out of Volkswagen, but they wouldn't because, oh, 
your subscription expired. Unbelievable. So we can't tell you where the car is. Even though the system is telling them exactly where the car is. Right. They know exactly where it is. The and they could tell asking. the cops right. if they wanted to. They right. just won't do it because the person let their subscription lapse. Amazing. And later on, it you know, after Volkswagen was asked about this, mm-hmm. they said, well, that's something our contractor did. They shouldn't have done that. They should have given the location. Yes, just as a uh, regular human so, being. So this company that they hired, they contracted out the service. Yeah. You know, to handle the calls in the system, they threw them right under the bus. Right. You know, hey, yeah, oh, yeah, that's great. It wasn't us. It was just the people we hired and told to act like us that did it. You know, we paid them all this money to do this for us, but they didn't do it right. right. Oops. Amazing. That's amazing. Well, there's actually been a lot of stories about how the cops have, uh, you know, asked for information from um, from companies about our whereabouts as, as peoples, whether it's... Uh, Okay or not okay, right? There's some issues as far as our privacy and whether or not the police should be able to do some of this stuff. And they make the they make the the inquiries directly to the IT companies. They don't go get subpoenas necessarily, or they don't get court orders and stuff like that. Some of them just make the phone call, like they might have just done here, and said, "Hey, I need to have this information." Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's for a good reason, but right? Then right. When and is, when is it for a bad reason? Like yeah. you're stalking somebody as a cop, which happens too, guys. Sorry, oh, bad cops yeah, too. I know. Horror stories have been told about that. Yeah. So in this case, obviously, Volkswagen screwed up. Um, so we were also talking, you know, LastPass, right? You've got the story about LastPass, Dennis. I've got it yeah. too. And this is really kind of an important story. So LastPass has been hacked so many times, it's almost like it's ridiculous. You know, it's a password managing company, mm-hmm. right? So you put your passwords in there. You, you hope that they're safe in this one company, and they manage your passwords, and and uh, you hope they don't get hacked. Well, of course, what happened? They got hacked, right? And the bad guys have the entire you know, quote unquote database of your passwords if you're a LastPass user. And I'm sure they're working hard to try to figure out how to get access to that data. But the the key point in this instance is to tell you how they got hacked, right? Though there's a real lesson here, people. And we've talked about this during the pandemic. Um, Basically, if you're using your home computer, your home PC, the one that your kids use to do their homework, the one that your husband uses to go look up where he's going to go ahead and put information about your next trip uh, or reading the news or whatever it might be. If you're using your home computer to connect to your business, your company you work for, you are putting that company at risk. Now, Absolutely. And the companies that allow you to do that are putting our data and our stuff at risk. And they know it. Small businesses don't seem to know it, no matter how much we tell them. But a company like LastPass should have known it. Well, absolutely. So this guy, he's a he's a software engineer for LastPass, had his system compromised through his Plex Media Server software that was running on his home computer. That he got hacked. That that machine got hacked through a seventy-five version old Plex Media, and Plex the Plex Media server is just a tool that allows you to have streaming um, in, in your own home. So he's a geek, obviously, and he's like, hey, I want to have my own DVR that has all my stuff, and I'm going to mm-hmm. put it on Plex. Cool, dude. And he, <laughs> but, he, but, but he never patched it. And that's fine. Geeks are just as bad at not patching as anybody else. Especially, the, that's especially a problem because you can set Plex Media Server to update itself. Correct. Correct. But he, but he knows how the sausage is You go into made. a screen, you check a box. Right. That's it. Right. And this guy's in security. He's developing software for security to, to protect your passwords 
and he's using your his home computer to connect to the LastPass system in the corporate offices, in the corporate data centers. And what happened was the bad guys got into his personal machine through that Plex Media server that wasn't patched, and they put something called a key logger on his computer. Right? Oh, no. And then they were able to capture his credentials simply by watching what he did when he typed into the LastPass system. So the hack was pretty simple. Yeah. And you, you know, there's a there's another phrase for key loggers. No. What? Keys to the kingdom. Mm. Right. Because that's exactly what they are. And that's what they got. So, wow. and this is the issue here in that, in that if you're an insurance company where your people are working remotely and they're using their own personal machines, you're putting our, our data at risk. If you're a medical company and your people are using their own machines and they're connecting it, you're putting our data at risk. Oh, yes, but Eric, I have a VPN. They use a V. I don't care if they're key logging the credentials. <laughs> right. I, that's that's the whole issue, right? When you hand the keys to the kingdom to the bad guy, right. they've got it. And it doesn't matter about VPNs or any other kind of security. Right, because they're capturing your keystrokes. Right. So this is an issue, and this is an issue that's been happening through the pandemic, but it's, it's an issue in general. If you're a company and you're allowing your people to work at home, you need to make sure you're providing the computers they use to do it with the proper security tools on them from EDR technology, from AV technology, from web defense technology, for web filtration, from you name it, that all should be on that computer and it should be locked down to only do what you need to do as a business. Don't let them use the same machine their 14-year-old's using to look up whatever they could be looking up on that machine. Oh, Lord. Right? And then, of course, then they go on and log in with your information, and they're bringing up your your financial planning company. Or maybe you're using a financial planner, and that person's working from home and getting into their – and again, their 14-year-old just surfed the internet and got them completely compromised. Then they, your financial planner sits down, brings up your account. And the bad guys are saying, oh, Eric's got some got some capital there. Let's go ahead and take that information down. Oh, there's his bank account numbers. Oh, there's his account numbers at whatever, you know. It, guys, <laughs> you're not helping that. You're not helping. No. So make sure if you're using remote people that they're getting workstations that are designed for your, for your company and they're right. properly locked down. If you're not doing it, you're, everything's wide open. That's correct. So LastPass, this is a programmer. He shouldn't. It shouldn't have been doing. Of all people, a programmer should have known that software needs to be updated. That, but he shouldn't have been using his personal computer. Well, and that a, too. in a security organization, this is a company that says they're going to protect your passwords. <laughs> no, security is their business, and they're not secure. Right. And then again, this is again why. See, the, the problem that we're so always negative on IT is that we know how the sausage is made, and we're all humans, and we just. This system is just not well done. And I, the it, what's happening, actually, we're going to see in the government is they're going to make companies like Microsoft and others actually have to do better at locking their system down. Um, however, I did see a recent story about Apple, how there is actually a, a, some sort of variability in an Apple system where they can actually get onto the Apple system. Or was it Windows? Maybe it was Windows. They can get to it right from the – even if it's encrypted below the bias level. So there's another hack going on out there, oh, too. Oh, so, no. But the problem, this, this is a constant issue, guys, that we're all battling. And we spend more money, our clients spend more money, and we spend more money protecting ourselves from Microsoft and from our users, right? Mm-hmm. Two-factor two authentication, right. EDR, web defense, email defense, all these technologies, security awareness training, all to protect you from the idle Friday afternoon email that comes in and says, "How? oh, hey, I, uh, you got a package delivery here. I need you to click on this uh this PDF and, and verify something. Boop. There it is. Ding. <laughs> and the whole thing is ruined thanks to you. So yep. 
We'll put these links up there for you guys, and you can read it. We've got uh, one line open, so thank you for joining us on this slushy morning. 860-522-9842 is the number. Also over on the old Facebooks, if Zuckerberg deems our show worthy, you can go ahead and put a question out there, too. We'll try to get to that as well. And everything we'll post this morning, we'll get out there by Mike G. He'll put it on our Facebook page. If you follow Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, also consider following our LinkedIn page. If you're looking for business feedback, um, the LinkedIn page is also going to be where that will be. Um, and we'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. This is uh, something we do every Saturday morning when we can. Occasionally, we're not here because I escaped to the free state of Florida on occasion, or I would not be married um, if I didn't. So I have to do that occasionally. Because <laughs> she's like, we want to go to Florida. Um, but we're back. We're live. And one line open for you, 860-522-9842 is the number. Carolyn's producing, as always. And you're nice enough to get on the on the uh, lines early for us this morning. So let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Lynn in Farmington first. Hey, Lynn, you there? I'm here. All right. What can we do for you? <clears throat> first, let me tell you, I'm totally non-tech savvy. So don't ask me anything too hard, okay? All right. We'll be I gentle. every week hoping to learn something by osmosis, I guess. Has it worked? Um, no. Well, yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is what I've learned. All of a sudden, I can't print number six envelopes. When I click on um, number six, they, it prints as if it's a number 10. Therefore, everything's going far right, and I can't use the envelope. Now, what I have tried, I've tried going back to 10 and then back to six. I've tried printing from a different document, and I've actually rebooted. I know that word. Yay. I rebooted <laughs> once, and I've done many scans, but no luck. Hmm. So your printer is refusing to print a number six envelope and wants to print a number 10 envelope. Correct. What type of printer do you have there, Lynn? Oh, it says on the front, right? Yep. It says Dell. A Dell printer? Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's my computer. See? <laughs> I told you. I don't. It wasn't a trick question, but I, I hear you. nothing. It's an HP. All right. Is there a model right. there? Is there a HP what? Oh, I don't know. It'll also be on the front of that same piece of, piece of plastic. No, it's not. All it says is HP. Ooh. Yeah, sometimes. That's not helpful. Yeah. So where do you think she goes, Dennis? Where do you think she goes to fix this? I mean, obviously it's in the printer driver somewhere. I my suggestion would be to uh, uninstall the printer. Yep. And then download the latest drivers from HP. Install <laughs> the printer. Wait, 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 wait. Hmm? I have to tell my son. He's going to have to help me. Okay. I need to uninstall the printer. The printer. Okay. You're going to reboot the computer. Reboot the computer. Oh, okay. You know what that is. <laughs> yeah. I know you know, know what that know. is. I know what it is. It's just that it takes forever to come back. Oh, okay. well, sorry to hear that, but this is... How old's your Dell? Um, don't ask me that either. It's oh. not a trick question, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not quite 10. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Okay, well... I know, I know. You mean I'll ask your son for a new machine. A new computer. Yeah, yeah, right. um, I mean, okay. 
uninstall the printer, reboot the computer. That's the part I don't like. Yep. And then you're going to go to the HP website, and the, it's really easy to get to. HP.com. No, yeah. Anyway, you're going to download the latest drivers for that printer, and you're going to have him look for the full feature pack. The out full? Of, the full feature, feature pack or full software installer mm -hmm. um, out of the whole list of different options there are to download for that printer, okay? Then he's going to run that program, let it complete. Oh, my God, he's going to have a fit. It, what? what? This this should what? not take more than 10 or 15 minutes. You brought him most. into this world, for crying out loud. At least he can do is load a printer <laughs> driver for you. This, this should not take more than 10 or 15 minutes. I am not describing yeah. a really protracted process. Kids these well. days. Uh, okay. At any rate, you're going to install the, the printer again using the new software. Then you're going to right-click on it mm -hmm. in Control Panel. You're going to load the properties. You're going to want to look for a tab that says Device Settings. Oh, wow. Are you guys, can I get this back on? Yeah, on the podcast. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. The last thing Carolyn does before we leave the studio is she takes the descriptions I give her and she posts the podcasts. Okay, uh, so, I'll have to have him listen to this. Yeah, yeah. And he'll be, he'll be like, wait a minute, Mom. I, of course we'll help you with your printer. Right? <laughs> All right. Now, the last step that I'm talking about is opening up that device settings tab in the printer properties. Mm -hmm. And you're going to look for an option. I can't tell you exactly what that little window will look like because it's different for different printers. But there will be an option there to refresh information about the printer. It will actually go to the printer, see what it's got on it, and, and then it. load all of the different features on it. Mm -hmm. Among those things is going to be the different kinds of envelope sizes that it can handle. And you need the, the computer to go find that information. And it will reload that information. And I'm pretty sure that when you try to print those number six envelopes after you've done all this... And like I said, I know it sounds like a lot. It shouldn't take you more than 15 right. minutes. Well, but at any rate, once you try printing those envelopes, it should print them correctly now because it's been re-registered in the operating system. So here's the thing, though, Lynn. We're assuming, we're assuming you know what you're doing when it comes to printing those envelopes. So we're assuming... Oh, that part I know. All right, cool. Because <laughs> we're assuming this is all the printer's fault and not user error. If you get the same result, if you get the same result after we've done all this, guess whose fault it is? I would guess it would be yours because mine. You gave me oh, the wrong no, no. <laughs> no, it would be user error. Can um, I can I tell you a friend of mine suggested <laughs> that I buy labels because I know how oh. to print labels. Oh, there you go. See, I love those types of solutions. Right? Yes. So if you just print a label, it'll, it should always work the same way. And just buy some Avery labels, and you're all set, and stick them on any size envelope you want. Right. But I thank you so much for the information, and I'm sure someone out there understands exactly what you said, and it will be helpful for them. <laughs> we hope so, Lynn. We hope they got it by osmosis, but good luck to you. And Avery and labels, you. yeah, Avery labels can work just as well. That's really a versatile way to handle envelopes. Yeah. That's Seriously. A, that's a good, you could, we could have saved all this all this time and energy on a 50,000-watt news talk radio station by saying, hey, Lynn, just buy some labels. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Have a wonderful day. You too.
All right, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Hopefully all your problems are solved that easily with system labels. Uh, Howard, Antoinette, and Jack, hang on. One line open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. Of course, we're over on the old Facebooks if you want to deem our show worthy to Mr. Zuckerberg. And you're not in Canada or uh, Australia because they're all <laughs> working on blocking stuff. Uh, it might get into your news feed and it might be available to you. But as the time goes on, who knows? We'll be running out of more and more countries. We'll be right back. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. There you go, Carolyn. That'll wake people up on a Saturday morning. We're going to be here till 11. You know, speaking of waking up, our, one of our producers, Matt Royce, says he misses us. <laughs> wow, that's we, nice. We, we miss him too, sure. of course. And then Joe Brogio chimes in. Matt, you don't miss getting up at four in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't. No. Uh, but the Facebook page is hopping over there, so feel free to join. The folks over there. And let's go back to your calls now. We're going to go to uh, Howard in Southington and see what he's got cooking. What's happening, Howard? Yes, good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, I bought a new computer about two years ago, upgraded from Windows 7 to Windows 10. All right. And uh, I was previously using uh, Windows Live Mail, which was the mail client mm-hmm. in Windows 7. When I got the uh, the new machine, uh for some reason, I didn't realize that Windows 10 came with its own mail client or mail program. Mm-hmm. So I went out and I bought uh, Microsoft 365, which I have no use for mm-hmm. whatsoever, but it came with Outlook. So for the past almost two years now, I've been using Outlook. My question is, when the uh, 365 expires, I think in, in May, mm-hmm. will my Outlook uh, program revert to the uh, Windows 10 mail program? Uh, no. What will happen is Outlook will tell you that it's no longer activated and invite you to subscribe, and you won't be able to do anything in it. Uh, you'll be able to read the email that you've got, but you won't be able to send. You won't be able to edit anything. Yeah. Uh, it, the program will essentially be locked down. 
I kind of got that uh, when I was doing on the, uh, looking for some information, which you just said. So my question is, what do I do when if I, if I cancel my subscription? Well, you've either got to use the Windows 10 Mail app that's built in, and right. I don't blame you if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, or you find a free alternative, and there are a bunch of them. However, I will, I will say, also consider paying for your email. No matter how much we don't like 365 as far as paying Microsoft, there are other alternatives as well where, again, your email is the most important aspect of your, of your as far as I'm concerned, your digital life because everything oh, flows here. through it. Yeah. So if you pay for a, in, in my opinion, I'd recommend like Proton, an encrypted mail system that happens to be out of Switzerland, well, that gives you a lot of security. And guess what? It comes with its own mail client. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, I would just... Consider that, right? Because if we, everyone keeps using their free mail, these free mail services like Hotmail and Gmail, and you, people are getting hacked all the time because of this stuff. Um, or you can use your mail; it obviously, comes from your your internet provider, um, mm-hmm. but you still need a then you still need a mail client again. And um, I mean, you could use Thunder Thunderbird still out there from Firefox, right? Thunderbird is a fantastic email client. Yeah, and that's it's quote fantastic. unquote free. It, it, it's absolutely free. It's yeah. open source. But I would contend I think. you'd want to pay for some sort of mailbox um, so that you, you, your your digital life is more secure. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with the, with the Windows uh, 10 mail thing itself. I mean, it's it's a slimmed-down version, but basically I don't do anything but you know, just send simple emails. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. oh, I was... Will I have access to the PSD files that are in Outlook now, or does that go away? No, I don't think Windows 10 mail will read those. You have to export. Them. You'd have, you have to export to, them. You would have to export them. You'd have to, if you go with something else like Thunderbird, you'd have to import them. There's different procedures for that. Right. They do that on purpose. Interoperability is obviously yeah, co- yeah, counter to sure. their model. So yeah, when I uh, when I went from when I had seven Windows Live and I went to ten, I imported everything from. I, I used the, I forget what it was called. There was a little program that brought everything over to, mm-hmm. to Outlook. Yep. I should have probably back then just bought it over to window you know, to the mail built into Windows 10. I would have been fine. But you'll be fine until I, Microsoft decides that yeah, they yeah. want to only offer you a mail from that you have to pay for. I mean, eventually they're yeah. going to do that. They're forcing people. They're forcing our clients to pay for annual subscriptions. Now that's kind of interesting, right? They're so desperate for the cash that they want to pay for it ahead of time. And if you lose four people in your company, let's say those mailboxes, they don't go away. You still paid for them. Microsoft doesn't care. So, so, so all of it can't be purchased independently by itself, or it's 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 a package with the 365. No, well, you can buy it independently. I think it's the license is like a hundred bucks. Yep, you can go out and download the software once. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, because I think I'm paying like sixty-five or like seventy dollars now for the uh, for a the year. 365 yeah. subscription, which I have no use for. Right. I don't use it. I, I, I haven't even looked at it, and I don't know what's in there. And that's for, like, you know, for people who have offices and stuff and spreadsheets and right. all that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Go, you go to the Microsoft site and find the – they're not going to make it easy for you, but try to find the – down. Yeah, we can, we we can try to find the link to download the Office Suite for you and just pay for it once. Yep. I shouldn't say oh, suite. The, oh, the Office Suite meaning 365? Exactly. Sorry. I say Office Suite so, so often in my day. Oh, okay. Um, yes, right. Outlook itself. Right. Yep, and that's okay. a, that's a way to go too, Howard. Okay, Eric. Well, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Thanks for calling. Okay. Okay. Bye now. Bye bye. All right. So he's gonna buy Outlook once. Yeah, renting it forever, right? I mean, that's that's the new model. 
Yeah. If you could rent your snowblower forever, Aaron's would be <laughs> so happy, right? I mean, we didn't use them this year, thankfully, but if they were getting paid $10 a month to have that rental, they'd, they'd be happy. Let's go to Antoinette in Fairfield next and see what's cooking down with Antoinette. What's happening down there in Fairfield? Hi, guys. Hello. You talk about security today. Guess what happened to me this morning around 12 midnight? Oh, no. What happened? I went to, I went to pay my optimum cable vision bill. At 12 midnight? Yes. All right. Can't sleep? No, I'm a night owl. All right. And I noticed that two of the credit cards I used were listed, which surprised me because I always check do not save. Oh. So they had saved your credit card information the last time you paid for it. They did both. I switched back and forth. Mm -hmm. So that really, really ticked me off. (laughs) Rightly so. So Optimum is saving your credit cards. I noticed that with another company. You know, they do save, even though you check, do not save. And I do that because you guys always talk about identity theft. Mm -hmm. And I do not leave my credit card with any place that I make a transaction on the internet for that. That's smart. Right. So they do save, they lie. (laughs) And I'm thinking about what we can do as a public that the companies do not do that. Well, that's a great question. So that would be an attorney general type of thing to go after companies that do things like that. And and they love these types of cases, if that's the case in this case. Now there's another there's another approach, Antoinette, that you could take. Like you could use a you could get you know most folks have at least two credit cards, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you could have one that you use for your digital life that you're not too worried about, and one that you use that you would use for everything else. And uh, you know if if that one that got compromised, like my son's borrowed my credit card and put it in his Chipotle app and it got hacked, and then there's some guys in San Bernardino buying tacos on my card. Um, I had to cancel my card and it messed everything up that was connected to that card. That wasn't fun. Um, but you can pick and choose that way too. So, but, yeah, I do um, that. Yeah, I do that for certain things that I'm purchasing and trying out for the first time—a project or um, a product. Right. And I'll use one that's not connected to my bank account. Mm-hmm. But with Optimum and the phone, I switch back and forth so they yep. don't have. And but they still and they what ticked me off was they had both listed for me to choose right. which page option. Right, right, the right. other thing is I saw on the account went to research when I did that checking something that I purchased at twelve midnight when they have no stores open a router. Now when I called them this morning, the representative said he's not seeing that on his end. I said, why am I seeing it on my end? Because I make a print screen of every window they take me through on the transaction. Wow. Yes. I'm seeing it on my screen. He says no on his side. All right. Well, then check your credit card to see if there was an extra extra purchase. Yeah, I did do that. I did do that. And I'm going to be doing that, I told them, just in case. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I would would reach out to them. I have one other question, you guys, about Mm -hmm. the Proton. Yeah. Um, I went and did... Proton VPN. Nice. And I noticed it switches all the time. Sometimes when I have the uh, computer open, it'll switch to a different listing. A different server, correct. Yeah, different server. Yep. Mm -hmm. Server. You can do quick, you can choose Quick Connect and it'll choose the, you know, 
you know, the country, you know, if you want to go crazy and go like to some other country or if you want to go with American servers, but it'll choose different servers that are, are less loaded, right? If they're oversubscribed, they may need to switch to something different, and that's fine. But oh, you, okay. Now, yeah. the question I have is when I go to open up certain mails like Macy's, yep. I cannot open them. Now, I have a new computer since I first talked to you guys, 10 updated um, to the max. Yep, right. And okay. unless I turn off the VPN, yes. I can't get to the site. That is that, that happened to me just uh, yesterday when I wanted to check the weather with w, with WVIT's weather weather uh, information for their for the storm that was coming. They would not display the weather information unless I closed the VPN. Um, okay. That can happen, right? So okay. I don't know why they care that I'm checking from wherever my VPN is popping out at, but for some reason I couldn't get it without turning it off. So there's issues like that. Um, oh, okay. I just normal. wanted to double check. Now, I have the free version right now. Mm -hmm. Do you suggest that it's best to pay for it? That's up to you. It's always oh, up to you because I just I don't usually do a, a lot of the heavy stuff, you know, just basic. Yeah, it's up to you, Antoinette. Okay. All righty. Thank All right. you. You're welcome. Good luck okay. with the credit card, folks. Okay. Bye-bye. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That is frustrating though when they yeah. they save your card and you're not ex you don't want them to. Oh, and that's a big problem. Yeah, because they're not they aren't supposed to. As we've talked about before, they're even when they do save a card, they're only supposed to save that information in an obfuscated way. Right. So that if somebody ever gets into their systems and starts reading the data, they're not going to get a usable card number right and you have a story on that something that just happened recently right yeah let's take a well look. we can't because carolyn's gonna get mad right oh, okay. take a break yes yeah, she wants to, we'll bring it when we come back and we are back we're gonna be at 11 o'clock three lines open for you guys 860-522-9842 is the number we'll do our best to help you out and uh, one of the Facebook folks had a comment about Internet and said, hey, maybe maybe the credit cards are being saved in the browser. And that does happen, too. That, it might be, but, but she you, said she turned that feature off. Right. So in this case, I don't think it was the case. But you got to be careful, right? If You either save it in there or you don't. And then Google's going to be like, hey, which, or Chrome, hey, I can just put this in there for you. Um, the story that we were referencing uh, was uh, a Chick-fil-A issue, right, Dennis? Well, Chick-fil-A had a, had a breach, and what, was, what happened was the, the hackers stole balances and account information for their rewards program. Not credit card information. It wasn't credit card information that was stolen. Yeah. But in the past, it has been stolen in other breaches. And I even have a story about it from, oh, um, a, little over, well, a little over a year ago, um, where uh, a couple of online sites had their data breached. Mm -hmm. And these numbers were just stored in in a format that could be you know resold yeah. on the dark web, and then people were charging stuff. Ugh. What are you gonna do? Let's go to Jack in Middletown. He's got some issues. What's happening, Jack? Morning, guys. Morning. Well, I got an old laptop, uh, and I use a Chromium browser. Yep. And I downloaded a program from my banking online banking system okay uh not realizing but just by coincidence 
This is a weird question. <laughs> Welcome to our club. <laughs> <laughs> Not realizing when I logged in or tried to log in a new password, mm-hmm. my laptop keyboard was screwed up. Okay. Some, some keys were working, some were not. The only reason I found out was that I could not log, after re-logging, after uh, restarting my computer, I couldn't log in again. All right. So, I pl- luckily, I keep it chugging along because I know a few things, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. So, I, I plugged in a, uh, a USB old keyboard. Yep. Log back into my computer, but now I'm locked out of my uh, banking system app. Yep. Because of too many incorrect logins. Yeah, right. That's normal. It, they'll let you go back in after a period of time. The, yeah, it 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 may just that lockout may just expire on its own after a certain time interval. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like how long? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> that's a question we can't answer. It depends on how long somebody set it up to be. My banking password is so convoluted that my wife usually misses it three times, and we, we, I, we lock I, ourselves oh, yeah. out. I, I, I got you. I make I make it complicated, but isn't that what you're supposed to do anyway? But whatever. Yeah, it is. It is. So I'm just saying you can inadvertently do this. So your bank's probably going to let you go back in after a period of time, like Dennis said, and you'll be able to go ahead and log in. Now you got to figure out why your laptop keyboard's all messed up. Um, that might be a harder thing because it's chromium. Well, uh, I what I would say is, oh wait a minute, it's a is it a? It's a Chromebook. It's a Chromebook, or is no, this a Windows a computer? No, it's a Windows PC. Oh, I misunderstood. I thought you said you use chromium. Uh, go ahead. So it's oh, using right. the browser. I wish you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with All you right. now. Here's here's my trick for fixing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You open up Device Manager in Windows, yep. and you get to yep. it just by clicking Start. Type the word Device. And then you'll see device manager. Okay, well, there'll I be. Can't type it, but whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, you can do it with your other keyboard. Your other right. Keyboard. Use the other keyboard. Then yeah, I've been. I've, I've done all that. That's not the problem. What I'm trying to get done. <laughs> yeah. Besides waiting for this to work itself out, hopefully. Forget about calling the bank. They w- they won't even accept my calls right now. Right. But. Uh, um, Cleaning a keyboard, a laptop keyboard. If you remove the keycaps, supposedly you can clean it. Don't do that yet, Jack. Do not do that. But you're you're right. Do prob- not do that. Yeah, it won't work anymore if you pop those things off and break them. It's not worth I'm it. Playing with fire, huh? Yes, sir. What Very you, much so. What you want to do is what Dennis was trying to explain to you, because we don't think Sorry. your keyboard's dirty unless you unless you're eating like. Doritos over it while you're using it. Um, it's full. Of all, it's full of all that nacho cheese. Um, no, that's not, yeah. But if it's it's probably yeah. just something wrong. And Dennis was going to give you something to try. All right. What you, what you do is get into Device Manager. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to have a whole. It's going to have a list of a whole bunch of categories of stuff. Okay. Right. You're going to look for keyboards. Yeah. You're going to right click on the keyboard that is the built-in laptop keyboard. You're going to remove it or uninstall it. Oh. And mm-hmm. then you reboot the computer. All right? Oh. And one key piece, because this is the keyboard you're talking about, right. you're going to have to sit and wait after it comes back up. It'll show you the login screen. But 
the computer has to find the keyboard and then register it again right. so that it can be used. And that may take a little time mm -hmm. after it reboots. So reboot it, walk away for a good 10 minutes. Yeah, that's what we always so do with let those keyboard, So let those keyboard away. drivers load up, yep. and then you'll be able to log in. And make sure when you reboot, you disconnect your the other, the other keyboard you're using. Oh, yes, definitely. So it only finds the one you're trying to reload. Hope that helps you there, Jack. So I should uninstall the keyboard yeah. with my with my external keyboard. Yep. And then reboot then your machine. It. Yep. And then reboot your computer and see if it finds that laptop keyboard. All right? But I can't reboot unless my keyboard is fit. All right. Yes, you can. You can use your mouse to use reboot. Use the mouse to reboot. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Jack. We gotta let you go, but that should do it for Thank you. Don't you be, don't pop off keys. All right. Okay, I won't. All Thank right. You. All right. Talk to you later. We'll be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas. Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.